0: Hola, soy Delmar de Los Angeles, California, Estados Unidos. Esto es un Spanish tibet. I'm gonna give a shout out to Delmar right off the bat here. You'll see why at the end. Thanks for that fast intro, Delmar. Yours is the only one so far I didn't touch. I usually cut out pieces to match my micro machine pace. I messaged with Delmar, and that's his real name. It was originally one word, Delmar, Scottish, I do believe, but now it's two, Del Mar, from the sea. I bet that makes for some interesting introductions. Thanks, Delmar. Okay, now dejar. Dejar is a weird verb, or at least it sure seems like it at first. Dejar can mean, and is commonly used as, to allow or to let. But dejar also commonly means to leave, like leave behind, not the leave like salir or ir, like to leave behind or abandon a person, object, animal, place, or activity. Dejar can also mean to stop or give up or leave alone. And I think this is only in Spain, correct me if I'm wrong, but dejar is also used all the time as to lend. But you want to know the weirdest part about dehar? Even though dehar can be used all those different ways, and more, there are more, and tons and tons of dehar expressions too. Even though dehar is used a million different ways, I don't recall it ever giving me a problem. But I've been asked more than a few times to make a video about dehar and I knew it was probably warranted. There had to be something going on, and boy is there. Here we go. Look at all those uses of dehar. To allow, to leave behind, to abandon, same thing basically, to stop or give up or leave alone, to lend, those all seem very different, but I can't help but feel something similar within all of them. Some idea that links them all together, other than they're all translations of Dechar. All those verbs in English, they have this feeling of separation inside them, of increasing separation actually, like a release or a relief. That's it. There's an idea of release or relief in every one of those uses of Dechar. A giving of space or freedom. Hypothesis. The central core idea of dehar is to release or relieve. Time. To collect information. Dejar as to allow or to let. His parents allowed him to go to the party. Sus padres le dejaron ir a la fiesta. Or in Latin America, sus padres lo dejaron ir a la fiesta. When you allow somebody to do something, you release them of rules or constraints. You give them space or freedom. One example of dejar being used this way that immediately pops into my head is dejame entrar. Let me enter. That's the name of a famous mana song, a very popular Mexican band. Dejame entrar. Entrar must have been released around the year 2000, right as I was getting obsessed with Spanish. And déjame entrar played a big part. Now dejar as to leave, like leave behind. I left my keys at home. Dejé mis llaves en casa. When you leave something behind, you release it. You give it space or freedom. But leaving your keys at home is usually an accident and it's giving space or freedom to an object. It's much clearer when you leave a person somewhere on purpose. My friend left me at the airport. Mi amigo me dejó. El well, I guess that could be a good thing or a bad thing, dropping off versus forgetting. But let's say the good kind. I can make my point with either. Dejar is dejar. When you leave your friend at the airport, there's increased separation. You're releasing them, giving them space or freedom. That one's easy. Now let's do dejar as to stop or give up or leave alone, all basically the same thing, which is why dejar can be used for all of them. It's very hard to stop or give up smoking. Es muy difícil dejar de fumar. When you stop smoking, you leave smoking. You release yourself from a habit or activity. You give yourself relief from the smoking. Here's a good example of this. Déjame en paz. Literally that means leave me in peace, but in English we usually just say leave me alone. So déjar is being used here as to leave alone, which basically means to stop bothering somebody, to give them separation, space, and freedom. Déjame en paz is a really common expression. If you're annoying like I am, you're bound to hear it early and often. Before we move on to déjar as to lend, let's stick with the leaving behind thing for a minute. I've got this smart friend, Nico, from Colombia. Before I make most of my videos, I send him a detailed outline with my thoughts or a full script even. Upon reading this one, he felt obliged to point out two things. And both points were good enough to make it into this video. Point number one, dejar plus an adjective is super common. A simple example is me dejaste preoccupado. Literally, you left me preoccupied or worried, but in English, I think we'd say you worried me or you made me worried. It's not hard to imagine how this form of speaking in Spanish came to be. Two people meet in the town square, one person says something to worry the other, then goes home. The first person left the second person with feelings of worry. And as I told Nico, I left this out on purpose. I feel like it's the same thing, but I obviously changed my mind from his comments. We literally leave people at the airport when we drop them off, and we figuratively leave people worried. Or maybe it's a physical, non-physical thing? The fact that I can't pinpoint with any certainty the difference is further evidence to me? It's the same idea, almost exactly. If not exactly. Nico also reminded me of a a fun example of this. Dejar embarazada. To get somebody pregnant. Or literally, to leave somebody pregnant. We don't need to go into the details, but it's not hard to imagine. Two people meet, probably not in the town square, but who knows. One person gives something to a second person, then leaves. Point number two. Nico obviously had his doubts about my little dejar theory here, went searching in the newspapers, and presented this headline. Lluvias dejaron atrapados a siete mineros en Peru. Rains leaves seven miners trapped in Peru. He asked, how does this relate to the idea of relie- or relief, I actually see the opposite. And I'll be honest, I panicked a little. I saw what he saw. But I didn't panic because my theory would be wrong, more because what would that say about me? We all know, in this world, we find what we're looking for. It's a horrible human flaw, and yet beautiful at the same time. But I know that, and I try to remember every moment of my life. So when I come up with my theories, I immediately try to break them. But with this one, with Dehar, I'd already gotten so far. If I was wrong this late in the game, with all the things I thought I saw, I'd be delusional. I'd be everything I set out not to be. But I didn't say I panicked a lot, just a little. I leaned in and took a closer look. I sat back and took a further look. Further? Then I saw it both ways. The less literal a sentence is, the more you have to look for the literal sense. The nature of non-literal sentences, I guess. But this example is tricky for a very specific reason. The rain left the miners. Whether it left them with something good or bad is not its concern or the concern of dechar. It's the job of the context and other words to determine if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's clearer in this example. UBI dejaron refrescados a siete mineros en Peru. Rains left the seven miners in Peru refreshed. Same sentence as before, just refrescados instead of atrapados, which is no different than leaving them preocupados. Bottom line, dejar just leaves. Dejar always leaves. Well, dejar lends too, but again, I think only in Spain. If you're in Latin America and you use dejar this way, or have heard it used this way, please tell me in the comments. But no matter what, it's the same idea. My parents lent me money. Mis padres me dejaron dinero. And when you lend somebody something, you leave them with something, right? Or you leave something with them, and they feel relief and less restricted? Now, one weird side effect of this is, since we sometimes use to lend in English as to give, dejar can also mean plain old give in the right context. In Spain only, I presume. And when you think about it, to release and to relieve are really just specialized versions of to give. So for something trivial like a piece of paper in English, we might say, can you lend me a piece of paper? At which point the other other person might make a funny joke like, What are you gonna give it back to me? Get it? Because lend usually means to give temporarily, but in reality, sometimes, I guess for small things that don't matter, we can use to lend as to give. Will you give me a piece of paper? Could be said, There are many other ways. Me dejas una hoja de papel? And I gotta mention, hoja. I love this stuff. Hoja is the word for leaf in Spanish, but also obviously they use it for sheet of paper and a bunch of other thin stuff. I just made a note to make a video about hoja one day. But this is crazy, right? really does have the central core idea of release or relief. The Spanish-speaking society just took it and started using it in all these different ways. And they might all feel similar naturally without thinking to Spanish speakers. But to us, it's weird. I guess that's just how words work. Where have I heard that before? Let me ask you something. Are you picking up what I'm laying down? Do you smell what the dude is saying? Yes. If so, write, I'm with you, dude, in the comments below, because my brain, it's been going a little crazy lately. I've been having these thoughts about words and language and how it all works, and I'd love to share them with you. But are you feeling my words don't mean words thing? Do you see how dekhar and every single word in the world has a central core idea and all its different and diverse uses stem from that one idea? Even when society plays on it and starts using it for the opposite of its original purpose, literally as figuratively comes to mind, there's still a connection. You can use logic to figure all this stuff out. You've heard me say it a million times. Words don't mean words. They stand for ideas. I've said it less often, but believe it just as much. The book follows us. We don't follow the book. That grammar book, that school book, that's merely a set of observations. They observe what we do, then somebody reports it in their little book. A book of rules. Well, of rules with so many exceptions, we have to look up the definition of rule. But where would we look it up? We don't need to. We know what it means. We know what rules are. Just like we know know what guarantees are. Lately, I can't see how language is any less Darwinian than humans are. Do you feel me? If you do, I need to know it. Write, I'm with you, dude, in the comments below. Because I've got a lot of stuff brewing up there. Different stuff. But I get scared of new things too, you know? Just like you get scared to speak Spanish to strangers, I don't get scared so much from that anymore. I'm pretty much numb to it now. I have other fears to conquer. Tell me I'm with you, dude, and I'll share what I got. I promise, it's not only ridiculously fun to think about, it's unbelievably helpful with this whole learning Spanish thing. Because, because the truth will set you free. It will release you and relieve you from the convoluted world of rules that are not rules. Until the next tidbit, my name is Jordan and I love Spanish.